morning, good morning. I just want to thank Pastor Stan, Pastor David, uh, for all they do, and the program staff here, and Pastor Josie, um, who is the pastor at the Duxbury site, for all that they do, especially during this time of craziness in our world. Thanksgiving is over, and Christmas has begun. The Christmas lights have gone up, and for some of us, we have started the countdown clock even before Thanksgiving, and even the decorations before Thanksgiving. You know who you are. Our uh, passage for today comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Romans 5, 1 through 11. And it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Though through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him through the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Father, Lord, I just ask that you would just be here with us. Let this word go forward and enter into our hearts. Father, let us hear this word and be encouraged by it. But Father, let this also build us up. Father, Lord, I just ask that this will go and not land on unfertile soil. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I can remember when I was a younger kid having all this excitement, enthusiasm, and anticipation during the winter season. This was because I knew it was just around the corner. This is the time of season where snow started to fall, which meant school cancellations. Cold days out in the snow, which meant delicious warming hot cocoa when I came inside. And of course, snowball fights with snow fortresses. But the one thing that I would always be super excited about was Christmas Day. Because for a younger kid, this meant presents. All kinds of gifts. The most, like most kids around the world, I thought, a curious thought, what's underneath the tree? What am I going to get this year? 
in my stocking as usual. I would find oranges, apples, and chocolates. But there was one year when I got one of the best gifts ever. I got Legos. I was overwhelmed with joy, and I tore open up the cardboard box and came in, and I started to build and play with them right away. Some of the things I built even got names. These Legos were important to me as a kid because I knew that they were a gift from my parents. Paul tells us here in Romans about this thing that we have received, grace. But what is this grace? In its simplicity, it's a gift. One that is given when it is is not deserved to be given. Paul also tells us about three important aspects of this grace. He talks to us about the cross, fellowship with God, and the, and the new heart through sanctification. But in order to talk about grace, we must start with the cross. The whole purpose that God had for the cross was so that he could demonstrate his unconditional love for us. It's the biggest rescue mission ever. Christ dying on the cross is so crucial because if Jesus didn't pay the price and die on the cross, and if Jesus didn't rise on the third day, then you and I would not have received the gift of grace. With all gifts, a payment is given. In Roman, in First uh, John, chapter two, verse two, it tells us that Jesus is the perpetuation of our sins. When I think about this, I'm reminded of how NASA makes their spaceships. Of course, you have all the bells and whistles on the inside. It supplies and crews, but it would all burn up when it re-entered Earth's atmosphere and going out into space, unless the outside was protected. NASA put a type of material on the outside of, this, of their spaceships called thermal heat shields, which insulated the spacecraft in order for it to absorb and radiate heat away from the crew and everything inside. I find it interesting that they sometimes refer to it as the perpetuation. Just like how the spacecraft is protected, so aren't we protected from eternal death. But instead, we are able to have eternal life with God. But God's sacrifice and gift of eternal life is so much more than thermal heat shields that take away the heat. Let's build on it. What God's grace allows is the ability to have fellowship with God. In Romans 5 and 11, it says, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Then 11 says, More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Holding something close by is not the same as holding it at the center of your heart. We do that all the time with God. We hold him close enough to listen to him when we want to. We get encouragement 
when we want it, to be filled when we want it, and strength to love those when we think they deserve it. But we push God out all the rest of the times. Let me speak to the Christians here. There's some of us who are here who give God praise today, but in, but tomorrow when we start working and, and get yelled at by our bosses, we forget to praise God. There's some of us here that praise God on Sunday, but when that person at work starts to get under our skin and starts pressing our buttons and makes us frustrated and want to yell back at them, we forget God. The joy that comes from being in a relationship with God, having him at the center of our lives, will totally change the environment around us. I love when the Bible says in Matthew 5, 14 and 15, you are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and place it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it shines on all those in the house. Have you ever tried putting a basket under, on, under, uh, have you ever tried putting a light, excuse me, under a basket? If you tried putting a light bulb underneath the basket, nothing will happen. But try putting a lit candle on it, underneath of it, and it will burn the basket and continue shining. And it will continue to burn and, and spread throughout all the rooms in the house. When we make time with God and build our relationships with him, peace, patience, kindness, and gentleness, and love then gets to be a part of our daily walk. But it's sad to say that there are also some of us Christians who come to church today and don't even spend another second with them outside Sunday service. In our passage for today, we are told that we have received reconciliation. It's because of Jesus' faithfulness towards us and laying down his life that we can be reconciled with him. Have you ever had a sibling come into your room while you were playing with those Legos and then they stepped on your bridge that you built and they broke it and it just crushed and crumbled and you look at them and then you look at the broken Legos and then you look at them again and then you look down at your Legos and then you look at them and you just want to scream and yell at them. The cool thing about Legos is that if they get knocked over and break, you can always rebuild it. The Greek word for reconciliation is kakalaji, which has the root word alos, that means another. We are given another chance to have a relationship with God. And we are given another chance to rebuild our relationship with him each and every single day. Reconciliation allows us to have a relationship with God, the one who spoke life into existence, who caused the stars to shine, who thought of you and me even before we were born. 
So why not take the opportunity and deepen our relationship with him? Once we are able to establish our relationship with God, then we can begin the sanctification process. Sanctification is the process that we go through after we have given our lives to Christ and repent and decide to follow after God. This isn't always a pretty process. I think for all those seasoned saints who've lived a while in this lifetime can understand that the sanctification process is one where God brings us into redevelopment and healing, where he molds us, where he opens up the scars with his surgical knife and cuts down at the base of the infection or the issue that has been lingering in our lives for way too long and removes it then restores us. When we allow darkness to continue to live on in our hearts and minds, it will destroy us from the inside out. And then we tend to act out or at times get explosive. Back in Genesis, when Cain was jealous at his brother Abel and held anger towards him, God asked Cain, why are you angry? Sin is crouching at the door. Its desires is contrary to you, but you must rule over it, God says. God was calling Cain to deal with the anger, or it was going to deal with him and consume him. For some of us, it might not be anger. It might be our cell phones. It might be drugs, alcohol might be pornography. And we all know what happened to Cain's brother. Cain didn't deal with the darkness in his own heart and acted out in anger. In 2003, a NASA space team made up of seven crew members were involved in a fatal accident. The space shuttle known as Columbia Fell, uh, fell apart as it re-entered into Earth's atmosphere. The cause of this was a piece of foam that broke loose and hit the left wing. This led to the damage of the thermal heat shields, something that we talked about earlier. The sad part of the story is that there was a problem that NASA knew about. They knew it for many, many years but did not deal with it. Stop trying to hide the pain inside. Stop trying to hide the darkness and all the issues inside. When the Holy Spirit brings us through the process of sanctification, it tends to get down deep into some hurting scars, but it must be done in order to get to the root of the hurt so that healing may begin. Parents, have you ever stepped on any of your kids' Legos with your bare feet? Oh, how painful it is. When Paul talks about there being a thorn in his side, he's actually talking about having to endure stepping on Legos. I'm just kidding. I love how olive oil was made. And an olive has to go through three stages in order for its oil to run. 
It has to go through the shaking, the beating, and the pressing. Some of us have felt the shaking and feel as though your world has been turned upside down. Some of us have felt the beating of trials and tribulations, the weight of the world. And some of us feel pressed as if our energy and all we have left has been squeezed out of us. But whatever has been squeezed out, God will pour back in with fullness, his love, his strength, his joy. Do not get discouraged when it seems as though the suffering will last always. Paul saw suffering and was able to see the end product, hope. He rejoiced in his suffering because he knew that it would produce endurance, which would then go to produce character, which would end up as hope. Paul's heart was transformed and made new because he realized the gifts of grace that God gave to him. Paul, a Jewish man who persecuted Christians in his time. Paul, a man who thought that what he was doing was right, but was blinded when Jesus came to him and said, son, what you're doing is wrong. Paul had a transformation and a heart change and then went on to go and preach the gospel. Paul was rebuilt by God and restored. But you see, the thing about giving someone a gift is that the person receiving it must be willing to reach out and accept the gift. God is right there beside you his hands open wide, right there on the cross, saying, this is for you. I love you so much. Now receive this gift, for it is better than any other gift. And it's even better than Legos. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your gift, your gift of grace. We thank you that we have this opportunity to be able to receive it. And we thank you that, that you give it every single day. Even when we don't deserve it, you still give it. Father, Lord, I just ask that you come into our hearts. Father, that you would do the work that's needed to be done. Father, because we cannot, we cannot do this on our own. We cannot deal with this pain, deal with the struggles, deal with the issues in our hearts by ourselves. We've tried, but time and time again, we fail. And we look at all the broken pieces in front of us. And we sit down and sob. So Father, we give these pieces to you so that you can rebuild the broken heart. Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.